All right, as advertised at the top of the program, we're going to go now to one of our fellow public affairs hosts here at KDVS. Uh, the new show that came on last year, Conrad's Corner, is uh, kind of unique in that it did not originate here at, at KDVS. It started at USC, which is itself a very interesting story, and uh, the host has been affiliated with the Annenberg School of Communication uh, down there at USC. And, well, without any further ado, let's say welcome to Radio Parallax, Conrad Wilton. Thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's, let's talk about this, uh, your history, which is, which is quite unique. Uh, you, you brought a show that's already been up and operational four years over here to Davis. And uh, how'd you get started down there at SC? Well, it's, it was basically a, a fortuitous situation for me. I started off obsessed about sports, and to this day I love, I love doing sports, and I broadcasted lots of different sporting events at USC, uh, football and basketball and, and even baseball at that time for my, the second half of my freshman and, and also some of my sophomore year. And I kept doing sports all the way throughout my four years at USC, but I realized that there was a lot of interesting things happening, not just on campus, but also off campus that transcended sports. Part of that was because we were in Los Angeles and everything from from uh, crime news to, to politics and money, and there's just a lot of interesting stuff going on and a lot of inspirational things that students, USC students, as well as staff and faculty were were doing, and they had a lot of stories to share. So I, I noticed that we didn't have a news talk program on the student station, which was KXSC, and as a result, I decided to start Conrad's Corner, and it was it, it began as a forum where I can pretty much talk about whatever I want, and it sort of transformed into an inspirational and an informative, but of course also a very entertaining uh, news talk show, and it's been a blast ever since. Now, were you a journalism major with the Annenberg School of, for Communication? I was. I was a broadcast and digital journalism major at Annenberg. All right, and we should clarify, you are now here in the fair city of Davis to pursue a career through the, uh, the School of Law. That's correct. The idea is to practice entertainment and, and media law using the journalism that I've acquired thus far. Well, Conrad, you, another unique feature here I want to just mention is that you actually for a while were at our sister station down at uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, KCSB. That is correct. It was kind of a weird start to my college career because I was a spring admit to USC, and I had the option of either going to UCSB, which already accepted me, not necessarily with knowledge that I was a spring admit uh, at another four-year institution, but they accepted me nonetheless, and I could have went to a community college, but I decided to go with UCSB, and there, I mean, it's just a beautiful place, beautiful uh, scenery, and also beautiful people as well, uh, if you catch my drift. I mean, everything about it is, is wonderful, except for uh, it was a little bit too much of a party school for me, to be frank, but anyway, uh, moving aside, I, I did work for uh, KCSB, and I did so in a sports broadcaster capacity, and that was the first time I was on the radio. And again, you started out with sports, I guess. That is correct, yeah. 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 Well, uh, your website mentions that Conrad's Corner became international when uh, you studied abroad at the University of Cambridge, and I guess you were actually broadcasting, what, over in the U.K.? Yes, that's correct, yes. But that, that, that must have been pretty, pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. First off, it was a wonderful program that Cambridge 
had and I believe still continues to have. It's their international summer school program, and they invite students from across the world to come on down and and learn about English politics and, and literature and whatever it may be. And I was lucky, lucky enough to be selected, and I studied abroad the summer before that time and did so in Europe, had a blast, loved the opportunity to do it again. So I showed up in Cambridge, and CAM-FM, which is their student station as well as their community station as well, reminds me a lot of KDVS, actually. Hmm. Uh, it has a good listenership, FM station, and it... It's a high-end organization, and I figured, oh, you know, I'm, I'm there. Why not? I'll give it a go, see if I can merge the U.S. and the U.K. a little bit and talk about issues that would be of interest to not just students who are American, but also students who are in in the U.K. or in Europe at large. And it, it definitely broadened my horizons. Well, we should note that, not to put words in your mouth, but your current iteration of the program is aimed at student issues. Is that a bit fair summary? Yes. Well, you've already had a guest on that we have not gotten to, Neil Rood. He was our, uh, our general manager here and a darn good one here at the station. He's working now on some issues related that the students can relate to. Uh, tuition is what we're going to have Neil come to talk us about and the controversy over the raising of fees for UC students. And you've already beaten us to Neil and talked about some, some of these same things. Well, we, we actually we talked to Neil about his campaign to raise the minimum wage in Davis to $15 an hour. That was last spring. I don't believe the campaign was ultimately successful, but I can say this, Neil is a very nice fellow, so you should have a very good time uh, talking to him about the tuition raise, which is a different issue, and in my opinion is certainly problematic to raise a few eyebrows, so that should be a fun segment. Well, I'll wager that you'll probably have him on to talk about that just as we will, because uh, it's certainly a, a burning, burning concern to UC students everywhere. And uh, I don't know. I, I look at a state of California where, well, I hate to even tell you what I paid back as a student here uh, a few decades back, but uh, it was, it was quite, quite a bargain. And I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I don't know whether you're going to explore the issue we've talked about on the show of the fact that they're bringing a lot of non-California students in because they pay more. And I've just been asking the open question, is that a good way to balance the books? Well, that, that's something that I've talked a lot about on Conrad's Corner. And actually, it's not just the situation at the UC schools. Uh, private schools as well do this. Uh, USC is the number, at least at the time I was there, it was the number one college in the nation accepting uh, the most international students, something along those lines. I don't know. They have to be at least in the top five or top ten. And the reason why is because international kids can usually pay the tuition if you're coming there from from China or Europe or wherever else it may be. You're, you're going to be able to, to, to pay it. And in the UC system, of course, uh, it goes to the next level because you have out-of-staters and international students who are bright, who, are, who have a lot to contribute to the community. I'd like to have them here, but not necessarily at the expense of a lot of California kids who are just as bright and just as deserving, perhaps even more so since their parents pay taxes. Uh, it's, it's a problem as to whether it's truly the University of California or is it just the university that is on the West Coast. Well, uh, you've done at this point a hundred and I don't know, hundred and twenty odd shows, which is quite an impressive, uh, impressive number. Uh, any, anybody stick out among those as especially memorable guests? Yes, plenty of memorable guests. The number one guest, though, 
And we've had so many unbelievable people on the show. But the one that always sticks out to me was someone named Elizabeth Jordan, who was a, and I still believe is, a staff member at USC for the education school. And she came on Conrad's Corner to discuss how she donated her bone marrow to a stranger in San Antonio who was diagnosed with leukemia and that individual with leukemia was a mother and and a wife and also a daughter as well. She had our whole family with her and it was devastating when when they weren't able to find a, a match or a donor and then Elizabeth comes around and doesn't even know this person and she makes the selfless act to donate her bone marrow and she did so when she was in college at another school other than uh, she wasn't at USC for college but anyway she was sort of recapping the experience because she is a, a a big promoter of Be The Match, which is the National Bone Marrow Registry online. And she saved the, the woman's life. And she, Elizabeth, has become a part of that woman's family. Her name's Rhonda. And just to me, that was I think it was the second or the third show on Conrad's Corner. And that is what set the theme for the the broadcast because I love talking about politics and I talk about sports and I talk about fun stuff and and college life but what gets me the most is sharing inspirational stories that simply moved me I mean it was so touching and I had her on the show time and time again after that to talk about different things and I called her Miss Sunny Day always brought a smile to my face and the listeners loved her and and that's the one guest that that stands out wow well, I imagine uh, you're in a unique position here with having so many good connections down at USC. When you want to cover a store, you probably have uh, people b- both here at Davis and at SC you might be able to access. Yes, we've done that a couple times. Very cool. Well, uh, I think we ought to probably at this point designate you as our student issues correspondent. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm down, Doug. If you, if you need a correspondent, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help. Sure. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll consider yourself so designated. Uh, <laughs> And maybe at the law school, too. We, we, we need someone over there to keep their finger on the pulse of what's happening at the King Law School. Yes. Uh, sometimes we, as law students, have no idea what's actually happening outside of that school. <laughs> in fact, if I didn't have Conrad's Corner and I didn't participate in some of the activities here in clubs and uh, intramural sports and such, I, I wouldn't have any clue about what's going on around here. <laughs> Well, by all means, keep doing your show. I, I think you're doing a fine job. I just want to say I've listened to, to many, many of your segments, and uh, it's, it's quite apparent. Uh, your style is very relaxed, and you're very articulate, but what, 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 what strikes me is that you have spent some time figuring out how you're going to talk about an item, which, uh, which, which I think people have the idea, <laughs> to their sorrow, that you can flip on a microphone and produce a talk show and that's just not how it usually goes down. Well, I appreciate the praise. And, and even so, as you, as you know, Doug, that uh, you, you do the research and you get the facts, and sometimes you, you cover the story and you miss things or you find out something that you thought was true wasn't. It's, it's a never-ending game. But try to be as accurate as possible, and I always, always admit when I'm wrong. That's also honesty is the best policy, especially in this business. Yes, indeed. I also want to note that I was tickled listening to yesterday's program that uh, you were talking about, about happiness and some of the philosophy behind that. And I want to give you all, all the credit in the world for digging out a Jimmy Durante tune, a Make Someone Happy, and playing that. At, uh, that really put a smile on my face. I am an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't think a lot of people even knew who Jimmy Durante is at this point, and uh, pulling that one out of the archives, you know, good on you. 
Anytime, anytime. And I don't know if you noticed this, Conrad, but uh, you know, back last spring, one of one of our uh, our great inspirations here at the station, Franz Costing, for years had a wonderful program. It's about you. She's no longer on the air, but she still does listen in and uh, sent a nice note out on April, which I'm I'm looking at right now. She said, "I'm I'm glad to hear an excellent hour presented from a conservative angle." Uh, we lefties enjoy presenting different views. It's by definition a liberal thing to do. And she was just saying, like, it's great to have a perspective that's, you know, a little more conservative, which I think is a fair summary of, of your your outlook on things. Oh, yeah. No, I, I need a copy of that, that compliment. That's, that's great. I had no idea. You know, it's funny, Doug, is I always feel that when I'm biking around campus or doing just about anything here in Northern California, that I'm wearing the road jersey, not just politically, but I'm also a monstrous Dodger fan, and, and that's made this <laughs> You semester. better keep that one quiet. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's okay. You, it, I think <laughs> that, that ship has sailed on that. It, I, I was choking it down uh, uh, through this year. It, it was nuts, but nevertheless. Uh, but, yeah, no, it is a conservative program, although I always try to present both sides, and I, I have a good time with it, but I think it's important to provide an alternative point of view, even if students disagree with me, and I know that most of them probably would, depending on the issue, it's good to provide that diversity because a lot of kids just don't hear the other side. They, and thus they villainize it and they, they simply become isolated from it. It becomes a foreign point of view. And, and that can't happen if we're going to get to the core of a lot of the issues that we're facing as a society. Well, I'm not a big fan of labels. I think that a lot of times on, on our program, no matter what the the philosophy of the person listening is they seem to always find something to object to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Because oh, it's, yes. it's no not liberal what. enough or it's not, it's to this or it's to that. But, uh, you know, I think that reasonable people can have differences of opinion and still come to a consensus, and that's what a university is all about, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and, and anything in law school that it taught me is that we're talking about First Amendment issues and constitutional law, and it's amazing how many different sides to a story can can be presented in a in a rational light. There's almost always two sides to every story, and free speech is huge. And if anything, I think the, the greatest threat to, to our political discourse is not necessarily one point of view or the other. It's the instinct and the reaction to attempt to silence somebody who says something that you fundamentally disagree with, something that you could construe as offensive. We have to be able to not only allow them to speak, but we also have to hear what they have to say. And that's, that's important if you're interested in promoting the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, now I never had to pass a bar examination, but my understanding is that if you want to do that, you, the key thing is being able to see the issue at hand from various perspectives. Absolutely. If you can't see that, then, then you're kidding yourself if you think you know the whole issue. You've got to be able to see it through a prism, I guess. And then, of course, take a side. Just don't stand in the middle of the road. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I'd almost rather have somebody say something that, uh, you know, that, uh, that I'd completely disagree with and just kind of go, oh, I don't know, it's whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> that happens more often than it should. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, well, Conrad, I just want to say keep up the good work. Uh, you know, we appreciate having you on board the team here, and we hope that, uh, you know, sometime in 2015 you'll come back and we'll talk about some more stuff. I look forward to it. Thank you again for the opportunity. All righty. Conrad's Corner is heard on KDVS every Wednesday morning between the hours of 8 and 9. 
And for listeners on the web, we would suggest you check out conradscornerradio.com. He's got quite a few uh, archive programs there, and uh, check them out. All right, uh, Mr. Moonlight says we, we have a phone call here from Governor Brown? That's right. Uh, Governor Brown, welcome to Radio Parallax. Well, thank you. Well, my chief of staff suggested I speak to you because you might then be less of a pain in the tuchus. You know, I get tired of your carping, doctor. People listen to your college radio rant on the drive home, and then I got to set them straight. I think you've poo-pooed everything my administration has worked for. Well, I, d- I don't know that we're among the leading poo-pooers. Well, when it comes to poo-pooing, I think you are. Hmm. Poo-poo only if you have all the facts. Well, whoever has all the facts. But but I'll tell you what. We'll poo-poo only things we positively feel need some proactive poo-pooing. You can say that again. <laughs> well, congratulations on your unprecedented fourth term, by the way, Governor. That's, that's very FDR-ish of you. Well, thank you. But uh, if Gavin gets any idea about being a Harry Truman, he can forget it. I'm in the pink. I drink kombucha. I do yoga. You know, I can do the downward dog, the fish out of hero, and the hide the swami. Well, I, I bet you can. Especially if I stand on my head, which I routinely do for an hour. I don't appreciate the joke you did that the only way I could lose the Neil Cash carry was to be caught in bed with a dead girl or a live boy. Well, I, I'm not sure that was us, but that is an old joke in politics. I've never been caught with a live boy, in bed or anywhere else. When I did my radio program in Oakland, I never took such low-humor pot shots. Well, I suppose you don't like her opinions in the Twin Tunnels, either. Well, my administration is going to do everything, Doug, we can do to advance our infrastructure. We must ensure that our water contractors remain subsidized. I see. I pledge to keep environmental needs foremost. We will aid the farmer and the fisherman. Well, how are you going to take more water out of the Delta and improve the environment for the fish there? Isn't that like helping your goldfish by draining its bowl? It's a matter of discipline. Meaning? Well, I worked with Mother Teresa in Calcutta back in the 80s. We enabled people in her care to get by with more spiritual nourishment and less food. This was a big savings to the families. With training, we found that they needed less and less from limited resources. But, but didn't they all die? Well, some, some lived quite a while. I see. The important thing is, Doug, with planning, you can spare resources. You mentioned goldfish. What makes you a fisheries expert? Well, Governor, I used to have tropical fish, and I never tried to improve their tank by removing its water. Well, I pledge that the Delta will not be dealt a raw deal, especially when it comes to the Delta smelt. Well, what about the smelt? Well, as you've noted on your show, the smelt swim backwards against the pull of the pumping station. So the Delta smelt will swim the right way after giant tunnels suck more water. If I'm the one doing the dealing, no one will be able to say the smelt won't like with their Delta. Well, I just hope that after you've dealt it, that what happens will pass the smell test. I have hydrologists and fishery experts willing to say publicly that this new conveyance system can be integrated with the needs of the smelt. And I imagine also the oil industry, real estate industry, and corporate farming interests. Them too, yes. Uh-huh. Well, so we're going to continue growing almonds using uh, over a gallon of water per nut. I thought we were done poo-pooing. Well, are we going to continue to grow monsoon crops in the desert, Governor? I guess that's my question. Look, be positive. You're on the plus side of high-speed rail. You agree that rushing people from San Francisco to Fresno in under two hours has merit? Well, sure. Sometimes you need to get to Fresno pronto. 
not to mention Selma, Early Mark, Pixley. Sure, the list goes on and on, but uh, you know, we're, I guess we're with you on this one. Look, Neil Cash and Carey can call it a crazy train. In fact, he did. And look, voters put him back on the Hellbound Express. California's a more positive, Doug. As for the water costs of our San Joaquin almonds, you do eat almond roca, do you not? Sometimes. And enjoy your almond joys? Well, yeah, sometimes you do feel like a nut. If you ever ask for two scoops of Jamocha almond fudge, I'd say you're as much a part of the problem as any farmer. Well, I'd, uh, I, I don't think so. But anyway, don't you mean corporate farmers? Everyone needs that gallon per almond. It's the cost of the nuts. Well, it certainly seems nuts to us. Um, maybe you can discuss this further in the future. I doubt it, but I might be willing to talk about my new ideas on space. Space? Yeah, you see, I see collaboration between California's aerospace industry and the Chinese space agency. We have crack astronauts, they have the rockets. It's win-win. I say more space tourism using our know-how and their rocket engines. It's exciting. Well, do you ever see the Chinese actually flying those spacecraft? Well, my people at the DMV do have their reservations. I mean, because I'm thinking that even suborbital flights are going to have to keep the speed up, you know? Precisely. But I'm sure our people at Vandenberg can work with the Chinese to ease any concerns about their Tychonauts hitting the proverbial brake instead of the gas. Well, that's good, I, I guess, because uh, low and slow is bad when you're, you know, when it comes to launching rockets. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But look, look Doug, I got to go. Do some fact-checking for your future broadcast, would you? We always check facts, Governor. Some people just don't like the facts that we check. But uh, thanks for appearing on, on Radio Parallax, and come again. Well, we'll see first how well you manage the poo-pooing department. No promises. That was California's Governor Jerry Brown in a surprise phone call. All right, I think we should take a short break at this point. This is Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. We've got plenty more to talk about in our third and final segment. <laughs> 